the last four weeks, we've talked about faith and feelings. And my assumption has been that we are all on the same page about what faith in God even means and what it looks like in your daily life. You've already shown great faith by believing in God. However, in grief, that belief can turn to questioning and anger. When I experienced those things, it made me think that I had no faith and that I was doing the opposite of what was pleasing to God, which brought great guilt. So today we'll explore what faith in God means as you walk through grief. And I'll spend time in Hebrews 11, where there is great power, hope, and confidence for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me. Yes, back on the porch. (laughs) We are still warm here in eastern North Carolina, so the porch is relaxing and healing. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Jamaica, Mon, our spotlight country, and in the U.S., Dagon, Minnesota, you continue to be at the top with the most downloads for the fourth week in a row. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 80 countries now, which tells me that there's a need to talk about grief and that it's felt throughout the world. So please know whatever country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here because it tells me you are taking the steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, just go to my website, grief the number two greatday.com and then click on the book tab. I wrote a book called Dying to be Healed about her faith journey in the last six months of her life. I did that because I promised God and they were they were unreal and her death changed me. She's the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast we're going to talk about understanding grief, like knowing what's coming about processing daily life, like how do you get through the day, and how to grow your faith. We talk in bite-sized pieces. This is not a long episode. None of the episodes are long, so that there's something to digest. And then I want you to take action, so I always offer an actionable step. If you're just starting on your journey, I want you to know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this and it can be good again. It's important for you to hear that often because right now you probably don't believe it. This is not to say that you're going to stop missing your loved one, 
because you never will, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. The last four weeks, we've talked about faith and faith and feelings and practical ways to live by faith more than by feelings. And to sum all that up in one sentence, I would say, if you live by your feelings or your emotions, you're going to have a difficult life because the emotions, they change from day to day and sometimes minute to minute. So there's no consistency or peace in living by emotions because they aren't reality. Living by faith is based on truth because it's based on the word of God. So you know that you know that you know the roller coaster of pain will end and you will have the opportunity to walk in your calling. In talking about faith all these weeks, I've assumed for our last discussions that everyone's on the same page about what faith in God is. Now, this does not help those of you who are just beginning your walk with God, and it's also hard to grasp when your world has just shattered and you are more angry with God than you are trusting Him. So today I'm going to talk about what does faith in God even mean? Why is it important to you as you go through grief today, but also as you rebuild your life? And how do you have assurance in that faith when you can't see anything beyond loss? Our word of the week is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Keep reading and you'll find that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now that twisted me up when I was going through grief because I was angry with God, but I still believed in him. And then I felt guilt for not pleasing God by not being okay and not personally having it together as I went through grief. You know, I read that now and I kind of shake my head, but by believing in God, by being saved, you have already shown great faith, period. By staying in communication with God during grief, even to share your anger, confusion, or pain, you are showing faith that God is still God to you. And last week we learned how much faith you need, which is just a mere mustard seed. Y'all, that ain't a lot. So the meat of this episode and the next one are going to consist of two things. This one, I'm going to read Hebrews 11 to you, just in case you don't do it later. And the next episode, I'm going to read from Dying to be Healed, the book I wrote about Monica's crazy faith to show you how I went through it. This is what I came to discover about faith, though, after I fought through the first two years of grief. So here's Hebrews 11 in the message version. As I'm reading, check out how many of these Bible figures don't reap the reward of their faith. They are laying a foundation for us. I say that to remind you that we are all connected and God's timeline is so much greater than ours. We are a part of the next generations to come. So what we do today will not always be seen tomorrow. All right, sit back, shut your eyes, do not go to sleep and just listen. Hebrews 11 the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is a firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. Verse 3, by faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. 
By an act of faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was what he believed, not what he brought, that made the difference. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. By an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. They looked all over and couldn't find him because God had taken him. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, he pleased God. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. By faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. The result? His family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. As a result, Noah became intimate with God. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, he lived in the country promised to him, lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same thing, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real, eternal foundations. The city designed and built by God. By faith, barren Sarah was able to become pregnant, old woman as she was at the time, because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. That's how it happened from one man's dead and shriveled loins There are now people numbering into the millions. Verse 13. Each one of these people of faith died not yet having in hand what was promised, but still believing. How'd they do it? They saw it way off in the distance, waved their greeting, and accepted the fact that there were transients in this world. People who live this way make it plain that they are looking for their true home. If they were homesick for an old country, They would have gone back any time they wanted, but they were after a far better country than that, heaven country. You can see why God is so proud of them and has a city waiting for them. By faith, Abraham, at the time of testing, offered Isaac back to God. Acting in faith, he was ready to return the promised son, his only son, as he had been to receive him. And this after he had already been told, your descendants shall come from Isaac. Abraham figured that if God wanted to, he could raise him from the dead. In a sense, that's what happened when he received Isaac back, alive from the altar. By an act of faith, Isaac reached into the future as he blessed Jacob and Esau. By an act of faith, Jacob, on his deathbed, blessed each of Joseph's son, in turn blessing them with God's blessing, not his own, as he bowed worshipfully upon his staff. By an act of faith, Joseph, while dying, prophesied the exodus of Israel and made arrangements for his own burial. By an act of faith, Moses' parents hid him away for three months after his birth. They saw the child's beauty and they braved the king's decree. By an act of faith, Moses, when grown, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. He chose a hard life with God's people rather than an opportunistic, soft life of sin with the oppressors. He valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead, anticipating the payoff. By an act of faith, he turned his heel 
on Egypt, indifferent to the king's blind rage. He had his eye on the one no eye could see and kept right on going. By an act of faith, he kept the Passover feast and sprinkled Passover blood on each house so that the destroyer of the firstborn wouldn't touch them. By an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians tried it and drowned. Verse 30, by faith, the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days and the walls fell flat. By an act of faith, Rahab, the Jericho harlot, welcomed the spies and escaped the destruction that came on those who refused to trust God. I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. (laughs) There are so many more. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions and fires and sword thrusts, turned disadvantages to advantage, won battles, rooted alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. They were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips and, yes, chains and dungeons. We have stories of those who were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood, stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. The world didn't deserve them making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. Verse 39. Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what God promised. God had a better plan for us, that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole, their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. Wow. Have you ever read the whole chapter to take it in like that? You know, until Monica died, I did not. I've never read scripture to this extent on the podcast, but the word has power. And I believe this can be powerful to you as you hear it, because there's no better way for me to share what faith is other than from the word of God. Now, you know, I'm all about sharing real life applications of anything we talk about as you walk through grief. So next week, I'll share the faith chapter from my book as I walk through the first two ridiculously hard, as in painful, doubt-filled, guilt-ridden, confused years, and the five most transformational things that will change your grief journey and faith walk. And it will drive fear from your life. Remember, you're putting your faith in the creator of the world, the one who created you. And I'm going to share something that a wise young woman wrote as she is walking through her own journey at the loss of a relationship. She said, my heart hurts, and the only healer of that is the one who created my very heart. So on the days you feel crushing pain, dark thoughts, anxiety for the future, remember there's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. Because if there's no miracle yet, you are not done yet. Now, those are the lyrics from our song of the week. That's the power by Hillsong Worship. Your journey works or the work of your journey. I'm leaving you with just one thing to do this week. I want you to read chapter 11 in Hebrews again in any Bible version that speaks to you. Have a quiet place with no distractions. Sit down and read it out loud. 
Remember, hearing yourself speak the word of God is helpful because you're speaking, you're preaching to yourself. Do this every day until you listen to the next episode of this podcast. Don't do it for a day. Make this one of those small, consistent steps you take. If you're ready to take a brave step towards your healing, there's help available. Grief to Gray Day offers free and paid faith-based resources. So you can join the private Facebook group. You don't have to suffer in silence anymore. Be a part of a group of faith-filled women who get it in a way the world can't. The daily pain and struggle of grief is not denied here, but faith paves the way for hope in this group. You can download the free loss grief, and healing seminar. This is the best faith-based introduction of what to expect in your grief journey. Download the seminar if you want a reason to hope and learn how to heal. Today is not your forever and you are not alone. You can also purchase grief coaching. If you're looking for one-to-one support to figure out your next best step, or if you want to understand where you are in the grief process, or you just need accountability In taking those healing steps, these one-hour grief coaching sessions are the answer for you. You can also purchase the workshop called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. This workshop is the action-oriented step-taking program you need to give you foundational tools to navigate your grief in the first year especially. Remember, time itself does not heal all wounds. You have to take steps. In this workshop, you'll discover how to pursue God, even when you don't want to pray. You'll understand the roller coaster of grief so you know what's normal and what to expect. You will learn to process daily life with practical help to get you through those I can't get out of the bed days. And you'll find where to seek support because I'll share grief resources that are best for you. Look, I've walked this journey and never thought I could be happy again. But God, he restored my joy and gave me a calling. So no matter how dark and hopeless your day is today, this can be your story too. It is my great joy to help you get there. Your safe place for all things grief can be found on the website, grief2greatday.com. This includes all the resources I just shared and in addition, the Grief to Great Day podcast, and the book, Dying to be Healed. Regardless of where you are right now, you can breathe, laugh, and live again. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.